Welcome to the Uplift Effect podcast. I am so glad you are here, and I am also so sorry that you have to listen to me sounding like this. I unfortunately have come down with what I think is just like sick sick. Have you seen those little funny memes like now that we're in a pandemic, is there such a thing as like sick sick or is it all just COVID sick? Well, I believe I've already had COVID and I think this is just sick sick and I know it is not pleasant to listen to. I am sorry, but I'm excited to share some things with you today and I wanted to do it regardless of how I sounded and I was just hoping that you would um, give me grace on that. So uh, today we are going to talk about sports again and parenting and coaching because as you might have heard, I am in the process of putting together some uh, manuscript for a book that I am going to write. This book is about how I have used sports to help raise my children, to help co-parent, if you will, my children. I'm a single parent. All four of my children are very athletic. I have also been very athletic as an adult. And all five of us, the kids and I, have a variety of experiences because of sports in which we all have learned lessons that I believe as parents, we need to teach our children these lessons one way or another. And sports provides an incredible opportunity for a thing called experiential learning. It's the best way that any of us learn a lesson is to actually walk through it in real time, to not just read about it, but to live it. So today we are going to talk about what happens when coaches and or parents instill in a child that it is okay to cheat in sports because they are inadvertently teaching them that it is also okay to cheat in life. I've got something I want to read to you. I also have a um, a story that I want to tell you about that, that I have uh, lived uh, just recently. And so I will speak of that in third person, but I'm going to do a quick introduction and I will meet you back on the other side. I'm going to quickly like blow my nose, do all my coughing and hope to keep from sneezing in the midst of this podcast. So thank you for bearing with me. I will see you back in just a minute. Welcome to the Uplift Effect podcast. This is Jill and I am the host and owner of the Uplift Effect Coaching and Consulting. I transform moms from and children from chaos to calm. That is my calling. It is what I love doing. And you are going to hear evidence of the two things that bring me to this podcast. First and probably most importantly, I am a mother of four children. And while they are not all tiny anymore, I have three teenagers at home, which, oh my goodness. And I have one uh, young adult that is in college. But the other thing is I come to this with a background uh, as a grief and trauma therapist and have spent years helping families in crisis. And if you're wondering about the V formation, the birds, the logo, head on back to the very first episode. It's a very cool story. It is well worth a listen and it will help this all make much more sense. I am on social media, Facebook and Instagram. You can find me there. I also have a YouTube channel. Maybe that's how you're listening. 
But if you would like more information and how to work with me more directly to transform your chaos to calm, you can DM me through those avenues. Thank you so much for listening to the Uplift Effect podcast. Okay, I'm back. So there is a book that I really love. It was written uh, several years ago, so it's not a, a a new bestseller or anything. Actually, let's see. It was written in uh, 2002, and it was written by the president of the National Alliance for Youth Sports. The gentleman's name is Fred Ng, E-N-G-H is his last name, so I may not be sp- saying that correctly. But the name of his book is this, Why Johnny Hates Sports, Putting the Fun Back in Sports for Boys and Girls, and Why Organized Youth Sports Are Failing Our Children and What We Can Do About It. I want to read to you a a small portion of this. It's under a chapter called The Sad State of Sports in America. He said, a while back, my wife and I took our grandchildren to Disney World, and there in line was a boy of 10, of about 10 years old. He sported a t-shirt that read, play hard, injuries heal, losing lasts forever. What sort of distorted message are we as parents sending to this child? What types of values is he going to carry over in the rest of his life? Here's another disturbing example. I was visiting at a neighbor's house one evening when his son and a couple of his friends walked in from peewee football practice. We started talking with the kids and I eventually discovered they played on the defensive line. Having been a coach, I started asking them questions about their team and I was impressed with the solid technical knowledge that the coach had apparently instilled in them at such a young age. I commented that they must have a very good coach. Oh yeah, my uh, my friend's son agreed. He's really smart. The other kid said, yeah, he even taught us a special way to tackle so we can win against the Lions. A special way to tackle, I asked, somewhat confused by what the kids were talking about. Yeah, they both said, and then they described a small inventory of techniques that their coach had shown them, each clearly intended to maximize the potential for injury in the player being tackled. I rolled my eyes at my friend when we asked why they would want to purposely hurt the players on the other team. They informed us that the team that they were playing in the upcoming game was really good. They had the best quarterback in the league. Coach told us that it, we can, if we can put the quarterback out of the game, they won't stand a chance against us, one of the kids informed us. As they said this, there was no hesitation in their voices. They spoke with genuine enthusiasm. If they could just maim the opposing quarterback, they would win the game. Both boys were nine years old. I had already become thoroughly familiar with the potential for irresponsible behavior from coaches, but this was the first time I had seen just how impressionable a young athlete's mind can be. These were children at a time in their lives when they were looking for role models. They yearned to be shown a code of behavior that they could mimic for for the reward of acceptance and approval. And it was extremely unlikely that they would question the authority and wisdom of the adults' instructions. At the age of nine, these children were being indoctrinated into the philosophy that winning at all costs was the only thing that mattered. 
and that cheating and brutality were not only acceptable forms of behavior, but virtuous acts when they led to the all-important goal of winning. You could see in their eyes that they had no doubt about the wisdom of their coaches' instructions. And it was pretty frightening. These behaviors can carry over into everyday life. If it's okay to cheat in sports, it's okay to cheat in life. If injuring the opposing player is the only way I can win, well, then that's what I'll do. And if that's what it takes to get ahead at school or work, well, then I'm justified. Every child in whom we instill these attitudes is one more person we're sending out into the world who will contribute to the moral decay of our society. I don't know about you, but that story is disturbing, and yet, unfortunately, it's very familiar. I'm going to talk a little bit in third person here. (laughs) I am aware of this football season here in 2021 of a situation in which the quarterback, who happens to be a talented quarterback, happens to be somebody who does make a difference in how the game goes and has a tremendous amount of influence on on a game. And there have been situations in the past in which this quarterback has been informed that he was the threat that had to be taken out. So he happens to also be the receiving catcher for a punt. Probably I said that all wrong, but nevertheless, he receives the punts and he runs, which one would question why you have your quarterback who is not the biggest kid on the football team, and there is not a a good backup quarterback option, why you would have that child in a vulnerable position. But nevertheless, that was a decision that the coaches had made and have made all season, and this particular child was the receiving um, punt returner. So he had waved for a fair catch, But before the ball ever came to him, he was absolutely demolished by a group of boys from the opposing team. This was at the very beginning of a football game. As those boys got up, they said to this kid, we have been practicing that and planning that all week long. And I've got to tell you, they did get a penalty, but the penalty was apparently worth it. I have a really, really big problem with that type of coaching style. I've got a problem with parents who support that type of coaching style. The idea that if we can take out the quarterback because we know there's not a lot of other options is really, really poor leadership. These are high school kids. These are kids who are very impressionable, and I resonate very much so with the idea that if we teach our kids that it is okay to cheat in sports and that we will win at all costs, even if it means we have to hurt a kid and take him out, even if it means we have to get a penalty, that that's okay. Therefore, kids learn, because these are adults in authority over them, that it must be okay to cheat in life. And 
to do so at all costs if it gets you ahead. This conversation has been one that we have had a lot at my house. It is disturbing to me, and I can get all kinds of worked up about it. (laughs) This is not okay leadership. This is not appropriate ways in which to coach kids and young adults, teenagers, because this is not okay in adulthood either. But we wonder why we find many adults who have this philosophy. Where do you think they learned that? They learned it in their formative years, either by being taught it or it being modeled or both. As you can see, there are things like this, though you may consider it a subtlety. The truth of the matter is these are learning opportunities to teach our children that that behavior, that that approach, that what that coach is teaching his children and having his team doing is wrong. I understand football is intense. I understand that football is a collision sport, not just a contact sport. I'm fully aware of that. And all three of my boys have played or are playing football. And I am understanding that injuries happen and sometimes it's brutal. And there are all kinds of things that happen out there that I don't love. But this kind of blatant coaching style, so much so that the kids said, We've been planning this all week long. That is inappropriate. And we as parents, though we can't exactly change all of those things, I will say this. If I was aware that the coach that was coaching my children was teaching them to do that, I'd have a problem. I'd have a real big problem. That is not an okay lesson to be teaching young, impressionable teenagers because that is not okay for adults either. It's one small example of how we can use sports to talk to our children about what is right. Even in the midst of a collision sport, where it is rough and tough and people do get hurt and things happen. But to intentionally try to take out at the very beginning of the game an influential player on a team, I think that's pathetic. One of the things that I have talked to my children a lot about over the years is that if you are desperate and you are not confident in your ability to play a good game, well, then you have to reach for very desperate measures. Go out there with confidence, knowing that your playing is enough. Go out there and know that you don't have to run your mouth because your playing will speak plenty. I hope this coach is ashamed of that kind of behavior. I hope there were parents who questioned their kids when they saw that and asked a few questions. I'd be asking some questions. I'd find out why. Not one player, not by accident, but a group of players just absolutely demolished this child. 
Why was that? When he hadn't even caught the ball yet, and you're not even allowed to touch him. It was blatant, and it was on purpose. And therefore, we as parents, if we're paying attention, we can begin to ask questions. We can begin to talk to our children about what is right and what is wrong. But here's the thing. It requires paying attention. It requires being willing to ask your child about what's going on. It's about being engaged in what is happening. It's also being willing to approach a coaching staff and ask, can you help me understand what happened there? And can you help me understand why the kids were told to do this? That is a lack of integrity And our job as parents is to raise children with a strong sense of character, with a strong sense of integrity, to be honest and to trust that how they play will be enough. They would not need to do those things if they were confident in who they were as athletes. One of the reasons why these types of scenarios are so concerning to me is because I have worked, I suspect you probably have too, because this is fairly common, I have worked for organizations in which leadership is corrupted and they are willing to do, just like the story I told about the football uh, scenario, they are willing to do whatever it takes to get ahead. And if that means to hurt somebody professionally, if that means to lie, to cheat, to backhand some sort of advantage so that the other person is at a disadvantage, well, haven't we all seen how that plays out? We see it happen in so many aspects of adult life And the truth is we have to do better than that. We have to be living better than that. We have to model behaviors that teach our children that you will never get ahead by cheating. You will never get ahead by thinking that your only option to get ahead is to tear somebody else down. That's called being cowardly. And while this is a a negative situation by which we can use to talk to our children, there's also very positive things that I have also experienced with my kids in sports that have taught them the right way to do things. Because we have had coaches over the years that have been men of integrity. And every chance I get, I thank those men. Because they are making a difference. The people who find themselves in my situation really, really ought to appreciate them because they help fill in gaps in the lives of my children and maybe your children. So I hope this has given you some things to think about today and a way to be paying attention to what's happening as your children 
whether they're nine years old or whether they're 17 years old, paying attention to what's happening in their teams and in their sports because there are teachable opportunities, experiential learning that can be taught in a large number of subjects. And it carries so much weight because they are experiencing it and walking through it. That experiential learning environment really, really teaches them lessons that last a lifetime. Thank you for listening to The Uplift Effect. If you would, please leave a comment so that other parents and other families can find this podcast. That would be awesome. It would mean everything to me and it helps other parents find what may help them. Share this with your friends. Share it with your neighbors. Share it with your family. And help give resources to parents that might benefit from some of these subjects. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Happy Monday, and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.